You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A. C-L. Welcome back in, everybody, to the ACL pod featuring Cap and Wags. I am ACL, and he is Wags. We are on to the NFC South. Eight teams to go here. We're going to be doing the Saints today. If you can, guys, give us a five-star rating, leave a nice note, and leave your Twitter handle. We are going to pick out one person a month to give free uh, package credit to or a little prize pack there. We're going to pick one at random. All you have to do is leave a five-star review, say what you want to say, hopefully something nice, and leave your Twitter handle so we know how to actually get in touch with you if you win. So we appreciate that. The website, therealmrecl.com, all the packages are there. The NFL package is up. You get my picks. You get Wags' picks. All of our NFL stuff is up there, so we are very excited for that. Wags, we are going to start, as I mentioned, with the Saints here. Their numbers, 13-3 and three last year. Great year. First place in the South. Season win total this year, 10.5, minus 105 on the over, minus 115 if you want to go under. The odds to win the division, they are the favorite right ahead of Tampa Bay. They are the favorite this year, minus 125 favorite. That's the lowest favorite we've seen for the Saints in some time. Uh, odds to win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl, plus 550. Odds to win the Super Bowl, 11-1. to 1. Odds to make the playoffs, they are a substantial favorite, minus 385 to make the playoffs here. Could be the Saints last year. We'll see. Drew Brees, there was retirement talk before this year. He decided to come back. Uh, they signed Jameis. They have Hill is back there as well. So thoughts on the Saints headed into the year here, Wags? Love what they did picking up Jameis. I think that was a, a great acquisition to back up Brees. They do have uh, Taysom Hill as kind of a gimmicky uh, quarterback. You know, he doesn't throw that much, um, but he's a powerful runner, and I like that um, little aspect to their offense. But that said, if this is Breeze's last year, Jameis comes in, uh, potentially takes over the job in New Orleans. And, you know, obviously he's not Drew Breeze, but um, could continue uh, a Saints successful um, campaign as they continue down uh, into the future. That said, love Drew Breeze weapons that he has. They add Emmanuel Sanders, incredible um, with Michael Thomas and uh, Jared Cook, who emerged uh, last year coming uh, to the Saints from Oakland. Um, you know, th- there's obviously a, a little bit of um, uncertainty right now with the Alvin Kamara situation. Um, you know, is it an issue? Uh, really curious to see how this plays out. You know, you pay a guy like Taysom Hill a significant amount of money, but you can't, you know, you don't have enough money to pay your uh, stud running back who has really emerged over the last uh, two seasons as, as such a threat to run the ball. His speed alone is, is truly incredible. But on the flip side, you know, they do have a, a guy with experience behind them in Latavius Murray. Um, so, you know, not to say that they can afford to lose somebody like Kamara. It's just probably um, a situation where, you know, if Kamara does go down or isn't signed and holds out, etc., cetera, uh, Murray can step in, especially in a pass-heavy offense um, that they like to run. Um, on the flip side of the ball, you look at New Orleans, 15 turnovers last year. Or sorry, a plus 15 turnover 
differential last year. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of that also, you know, not only is their defense very good um, and pretty underrated, in my opinion, even though they're, again, a very good defense and everybody, uh, you know, most people think of this team as an offensive heavy team. So uh, their defense has really stepped up. Um, and a lot has to do with the fact that Drew Brees really doesn't turn the ball over that much. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. And because of that, that turnover differential um, has been pretty solid over the last couple of seasons. Um, now, am I slightly shocked um, that they're the favorite to win the division? Not really, but, you know, what kind of shocks me is that, like, in the public's eye, uh, Brady comes to Tampa. Tampa has also the weapons and things like that. So um, I would have thought that they would be a little bit more neck and neck. I mean, I know it's pretty close. Uh, Saints at minus 125 bucks, plus 150. But, but that's still, plus, but still yeah. the Tampa Bay, all that public money. Ex- yeah, for sure. So um, it goes to show you that, um, you know, why the Saints are uh, – I guess in Vegas, Vegas's eyes, a, a a favorite and for a reason. Now, you look at their schedule; they have a, they have the chance. I mean, really, to start eight eight and zero. I have them going, you know, six and two at worst. Seven and one start uh, is what I have projected. They open up probably going to be the most um, exciting game to watch. Week one is going to be Bucks and Brady at Breeze and the Saints. Um, you know, before the show, we talked a little bit about. Um, the Saints being one of the most impacted teams uh, with COVID and, and not having fans. And, you know, he talked, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday, whenever, or maybe it was a few days ago um, regarding the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see a lot of the dome teams having, um, you know, probably the biggest impact, negative impacts because of the, the lack of fans, you know, that noise really has nowhere to go um, in the dome. Right. So it gets even louder. Uh, so, uh, you know, the Saints, Falcons, we'll talk about them in a couple days, um, Minnesota, etc., cetera, uh, really have, I think, a, I guess, a, a little bit negative effect there with the uh, COVID impact. So, uh, but going back to the schedule, they open up against the Bucks. Um, then they have the Raiders, winnable game, Packers at home, winnable game, Lions, Chargers, Panthers, Bears. Then they have the Bucks again, right? So uh, they do have to play the Bucks twice in the first eight games. Um, so, you know, let's say they split those. The other ones are, are really um, all winnable games. I actually have the Saints as favorites in, in every game this year. Wow. Uh, you know, okay. they're, they're, they, they lucked out. They have the Packers at home. Um, not to say the Packers are going to be great this year, but uh, historically a betting team. Um, they have the Niners at home. Uh, and they have the Eagles at home. Uh, I'm sorry, the Chiefs at home. They they have actually the Eagles I have written down here as, as a potential um, flat spot. So I have two flat spots for them. Um, again, I mentioned on another pod, uh, this is actually my only other flat spot I have for a home division game uh, would be the Saints at home against the Falcons. Uh, that game is sandwiched in between... Um, the Niners and the Broncos on the road going. And that's November twenty second, so, home against Atlanta. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So yep. it's actually they have the Bucks and Niners back to back, right? So two um, two tough games. You know, maybe a letdown spot after that against the Falcons um, before they have to go out west to Denver. And then the other flat spot I have is they have three away games in a row. 
um, at Denver. So they have to go out west. They come back at Atlanta, divisional home game, and then they got to go up to Philly. So that third game on the road uh, at Philly, um, who's a good, you know, going to be a good team. You know, they're probably going to have, uh, assuming, you know, no injuries uh, and, and they get some of those guys back. Um, that's going to be a tough game. But otherwise, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs and, and the Niners are at home. You know, that's going to be at worst pick them games for them. If not, they'll be a slight, slight favorite. Um, but all other games for sure, they're going to be a favorite. So um, I'm bullish on New Orleans, you know, Breeze last year. You know, I kind of believe in that stuff, um, especially with, uh, you know, they, they play with a little bit more uh, incentive and, and, and courage and, and trying to, you know, let Breeze go out on top, uh, you know, as he um, kind of potentially uh, in his last season. Yeah, I mean, uh, they were talking ACL on these Saints. Yeah, I mean, they were talking, like I said, retirement at that for him last year. This team, 37 and yep. 11 record the last three years, but they've made the Super Bowl a total of zero times. So now that obviously you had right. the Rams thing, you had the whole thing in Minnesota. There was a lot of different things going on there, but it just feels like to me that this is sort of the last hurrah for this team. And I think that they know that, um, man, they bring in Jameis to me. I don't think that they brought in Jameis to, to really compete with breeze next year or anything like that, or, or groom him or, or whatever. It felt like to me, like they want to use Taysom Hill. They gave him two years, $16 million, right? They, they want to use Taysom Hill in a lot more packages outside of the quarterback position. And they know that if they're going to do that, maybe at running back, maybe at, at, at wide receiver, maybe returning kicks, they can't have their backup quarterback in all those packages because he might get hurt. So I thought that I think they brought in Jameis more of as like an insurance policy for Hill uh, more than anything else. I think they got him on the cheap. He's going to be like a Teddy Bridgewater situation last year where they bring him in. Maybe he gets in, maybe he doesn't. He has a good year from his perspective. It makes a ton of sense, right? He might get in after Breeze retires next year, or maybe at some point this year has a really good season, and then he gets that big payday next year. So I thought from Jameis it made a ton of sense. Uh, they bring in uh, Cesar Ruiz uh, to really shore up the O-line. He may start at guard. He may start at center along with Eric McCoy. So there is some O-line non-continuity going on there as well. Um, Alvin Kamara, it sounds like he was hurt last year. He had sort of an off year. I think that they want to make sure he's healthy before giving him that big contract. But I agree with you. It was sort of strange to not give a guy like that um, money as opposed to Hill for the uh, two-year $16 million. They do lose Eli Apple at cornerback. They do lose Von Bell at safety. Um, but they do bring back nine offensive starters and nine defensive starters. So a lot of, of good things there from a continuity standpoint with the Saints. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you mentioned you know losing Eli Apple. I think their cornerbacks are, are going to be – you know, pretty solid regardless. I mean, they have Lattimore and Jenkins on the outside now. So, um, you know, we talk a little bit about uh, Eli Applegon. I think they fill him, fill in the hole okay. Um, Cesar Ruiz, you mentioned up on the on the line. But solid player, too. Yeah, Very good draft pick. Absolutely. I think that was great. Um, really good. I, I have him slotted at, at guard. We'll see what happens in, in um, well, I guess, not really the preseason. But um, I think that's where he'll be. And then, you, you know, I guess, you know, the Saints probably just went in with a, hey, look, running backs are a dime a dozen in the NFL. Yep. Now, now yep. Kamara is not, right? His He's Bill Belichick approach. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they don't want to pay. They don't want to, you know, f- have so much salary, um, you know, put into a running back. But that said, you know, you're giving a guy like Taysom Hill so much money, like, 
I, I don't really understand that. Um, you know, he, he's a locker room guy and everybody likes him, but I don't know. Just it didn't really make much sense. But, you know, to the um, I guess going back to the numbers and uh, Saints to win the division at minus 125. I like it now. If you're going to bet it, bet it now because, mm-hmm. again, you know, that schedule really um, fares well in the beginning of the season. Um, I can fin- see them, again, starting 7-1, and one, and that number is only going to get worse from there. Yeah, and to your point about if you're betting the division, so week one, the Saints played the Bucks, who are the second favorite in the division. I don't think you have to worry about Carolina winning the division this year, Atlanta. We'll talk about them, but it's, it's, it's probably going to come down to the Saints and the Bucks. If you like the Saints, they're minus three and a half, minus four in that week one game versus, versus Tampa. They're about a minus 200 favorite on the money line, right? So if you like the Saints to win the division, you want to bet them before that game because they are, again, minus 200, about a 66% chance to win the game. So you always want to look at timing when you're entering these particular markets. Um, home field. I No other team, maybe outside of Minnesota and Seattle, is going to be negatively affected by not having fans in the Superdome. It's such a huge advantage for that team. Now, they're talking about pumping in noise. Potentially, they could. We'll see. But, um, man, not having fans in that stadium, I think it's just going to maybe a point, maybe a point and a half, maybe up to two points. negatively affecting the point spread for the New Orleans Saints here in terms of my power rankings. Um, before we end here, Wags, Drew Brees, MVP, 22-1. to 1. Is it a situation where if he has a good year and he's maybe on the list toward the top, they say, oh, this might be the last chance we have. This is probably his last year, maybe second or last year. We'll give him the nod. 22-1, to 1, some potential value there for Brees? I think there is. I think not only is there value um... – maybe because of that situation where they kind of give him the nod over some uh, some of the other players uh, because it's his last season. Um, but frankly, because he could be the MVP. He has a team. <laughs> that's, a good, got, that's a good and, way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's got the weapons, right, to, to make things happen. He's a smart player. Um, and, and if he's playing with confidence coming out, uh, you know, starting 6-2, and 7-1, and 8-0 and oh even, um, you know, he's going to be the front runner. So I actually see his number – dropping from this 22 to 1 uh, number because again as he gets through these first eight games he's going to be he should have really solid stats there against these teams Um, and then maybe you make some plays on some other guys later on uh, whose numbers might drop a little bit so um, that being said I like the value at 22 to 1 now I would take it I might take it Uh, we'll see I want to crunch some more numbers here um but I guess my question back to you is MVP 22 to one, um, you know, typically speaking, the offensive player of the year uh, mm-hmm. maybe falls more towards a potentially a running back um, or receiver. Uh, but that said, Breeze is 40 to one for offensive player of the year. Now, if he's in the situation where it's, let's say it's him and Mahomes, right? Yep. Who are, uh, and I use Mahomes as an example because he's the favorite, um, who have kind of a one two year. Where do you think they'll, you know, and they split those awards, right? Because usually they'll give the MVP. Now, do you think they'll give the MVP to Breeze or the Offensive Player of the Year? Or um, your guess is as good as mine. I think they'd probably give the MVP to Breeze just yep. because they know Mahomes will probably win a whole bunch later on. So right. if it's somewhat close, I, I'd go with Breeze there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't hate those odds. Speaking of Offensive Player of the Year, Michael Thomas at 10-1, to 1, not a bad bet at all. 
I mean, he's probably going to be the top receiver in the league, 10-1. to 1. This offense is, is going to be absolute fire this year. Drew Brees last year, 27 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Michael Thomas, 1,725 receiving yards, 11 yards a catch, nine touchdowns. So he would definitely be on my short list if you're looking at, at offensive player of the year. 10-1 to 1 is a pretty nice price. They're on a team that's probably going to be pretty darn good as well. So take a look at that, guys, for sure. Um, all right, Wags, that's the Saints. We are back tomorrow with the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Bucks. Should be an interesting conversation there. All right, guys, the website, therealmrcl.com. NFL packages are up. We appreciate it if you can give us a five-star review on the pod. Leave a nice note. Leave your Twitter handle as well. Any questions, hit us up on Twitter or on the website. For Wags, I'm ACL. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the Bucks.